And welcome to the Happening Pod and week, whatever it is, of the WCBI Miss 98 scoreboard preview show. <laughs> and the Halloween edition. It is the Halloween edition. What are we, like, we're three days away? Three. God, it's so underused. Three is underused. I said on the radio the other night. I you did. I, I called you, it. I, was gonna say, I figured you heard it. But. Man, I don't even want, man, talking about the radio makes me sad knowing I won't be there this week, but... um. It is Halloween weekend. It is a big football weekend. Um, there's a lot going on. And before I see you again, next Tuesday is really important. It's a baby face song. When will I, when will I see you again? <clears throat> That's a baby face song. It is baby face, yep. Um, 100% <laughs> Kenneth Babyface Williams. Uh, so I think you used to play in the Rock and Jack B-Ball games. No, Brian McKnight used to play. Brian McKnight. All right, won. so, all right. <laughs> I had a tweet queued up the other day, and I didn't use it. It was uh, careful. I'm a Brian McKnight guy. No, no, no. This is <laughs> oh, this is an homage to Brian McKnight. Uh, I, I was going to say, if she doesn't know how awesome Brian McKnight, if she doesn't appreciate how awesome Brian McKnight was in the 1990s, then she's too old. Then she's too young for you, bro. Or she ain't the one. Yeah, like, I, I butchered that. But, yeah, it was like the thing. I thought at one time he was the greatest singer on the planet. Dude. <clears throat> Back at one, when I was in, like, middle school. Yeah. Sad was, sad video as heck, plane oh crash. But, all right, but there is a song that, that now when I hear it by him, and every once in a while you hear it on, uh, there's a 104.3 station here in Tupelo that's Old Soul. It's great, yeah. by the way. But every once in a while I'll hear the song by him, do I ever cross your mind? And that song takes me like I, I yeah I start going through the Rolodex. You know, it's, Do I ever cross your mind? <laughs> Did I got get emotional in here? It takes me back to Sunny Rocket '92 jams. But yeah, um, <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about football. What we were talking about Brian McKnight. What were we talking about before Brian McKnight? Babyface. Babyface. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Babyface. His acoustic thing and the way he sang at that time that he did it, I didn't get it. Like, he was an African-American man with a great voice yeah. doing acoustic music, and I wanted to hear, like, Pac and Biggie. Like, it, I, it wasn't you know, the time. Yeah, it was it just bad time. Yeah, it was like he would be huge now. Oh, my gosh. But, like, and I'll tell you another thing, too. Huge. Boys to Men kind of had the market. Greatest soul I mean, band of all time. Print them. The shirts, that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, so real quick before we get going up. What is your favorite Boys to Men song? Dude. The 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 song of the week last week for the scoreboard show was may 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 have been one of the best Dude, ones. It was Water Runs Dry. I can't help it, bro. It, it is. Okay. So I I I gotta co this. I yeah. gotta co this. For our new listeners. W- Water Runs Dry and Song for Mama. Song for Mama's good. So my senior year of high school for Black History Month. Good buddy of mine, I graduated with his name is Kevante Holloman. Mm-hmm. Him and three of his junior Elks brothers did a like a mime song dance choreography to song yeah. for mama. Interpretive dance. Interpretive dance. <laughs> mime dance. <laughs> I don't know what you call that. But but and I don't know how many people want to know this, but I teared I up. teared up in the three thousand seat gym of Tupelo High School. Well, and, you know, in the beginning, yeah, that's a great man. And it was from Soul Food, the Soul Food soundtrack, which is a good film in its own. Man. But you know, it, uh, the um, Boys to Men, they're wonderful. And Water Runs Dry, you know, we we kind of joke about it, but it's not it's not their greatest song ever. 
Um, but the way it we don't even talk anymore. That, that's, it's one of those. those it's it's a Garth intro. Yeah, it the is. The hook is there immediately. Oh, when I hear that, it's kind of go. All right, but I'm gonna tell you, Loki. You you said song for Mama. My favorite Boys to Men song. Um, I love I love End of the Road. Oh. God. Into the road, and my my underrated song that I love by the <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> my 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 underrated song by them, kind of like you want a song from Mama Mine is going to be um f- one of their last singles, Four Seasons of Loneliness. Dear Lord, it's a good one. Dial it back. I know. Uh, I got to talk about something. But funny. the beach stuff's good too, oh, man. Dude. Like Motown Philly. Motown Philly's back <laughs> again, dude. There's a really funny. Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode where they're trying to like sing as a <laughs> that clip you sent me from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I've watched that four <laughs> times since you showed it. So <laughs> there is a scene from the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Google it. Uh, this guy's trying to be a funeral singer <laughs> and he's going to sing. Uh, it's so hard to say goodbye at the funeral to yesterday, but he ends up singing "I'll Make Love to You" by accident, <laughs> and he realizes it about halfway through the chorus. <laughs> anyway, all right, so yeah, yeah, we're moving on. Um, something I do want to talk about real fast before we talk about football, and I hope the folks listening to the scoreboard preview show are listening to this because everybody loves Halloween. Duh. What is your favorite Halloweenish candy? When you say Halloweenish candy, you mean like something I wouldn't get. All the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd always get a Reese's. But no, it could be a seasonal thing, like the Reese's pumpkin. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, like things like that. That's where my mind went. Yeah, yeah. Um, that counts because it's seasonal. I'm going to tell you what, what I like that's not necessarily Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. It's normal candy, but they sell it in a different color. Yeah. Well, Halloween is nerds. Deal. I never eat nerds except for Halloween because nerds. anytime there's like a bowl like, I'm like, eh, you know, I'm going to get the Reese's out. I'm going to get the mm-hmm. Twix. I'm going to get the Snickers. And then I'm like, ooh, nerds. You know? Nerds. And they're black, purple, orange. And I'm like, why? Okay, yeah, I'm going to eat some nerds. I, I eat nerds on Halloween. <laughs> I mean, nerds! Nerds! <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. Nerds! Revenge of the Nerds were those films when I was a kid. My mom used to make me cover my eyes at certain parts. Anyway, but I love it. Um, but uh, man, Ted McGinley, how did he, how did he lengthen his career? Um, but anyway, um, man, my my Halloween candy, I do not like those um, orange and black like toffee kind of things that you get. Like you know what I mean? Like that's budget Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. That if was. You, it, <clears throat> it, it, it's just like toffee, but it, it or taffy, but it's like but something weird and crusty in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. one of my favorite things, uh, for the fall that like candy wise, um, and it's not necessarily something that you can't get all the time, but it's just now really you see a lot of them. I love the little bitty mini, uh, candy bars, like the bite size oh, yeah. candy that, bars. That's, that's like my go to. I don't eat a whole lot of like full size candy bars. You know what I mean? Oh, I just yeah. don't have time. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, it's a lot. I'll, I'll get like a Reese's Pieces as two pieces, but I will eat 11 billion mini Snickers. You know what I mean? I just like, imagine somebody handing you like a regular pack of Twix and you'd be like, man, I don't want, I don't, you can give me a second. Get that out of my face. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I, you're I, right. You can eat a hundred of those. Yeah. Or like the small little bitty packs of M&M's. Oh my God! They got like oh. eight M and M's, and you're like, oh okay. Oh, I feel okay, but man, I end up eating three thousand calories worth of candy, and there's man, it just makes. I'm you gonna feel tell bad. you with my class, it's Halloween every week. Right, we but eat candy all day. Of every the day. of the Halloween candies that I only get that time of year, though, my actual favorite 
I love Smarties. I'm a Smarties guy. I love them. I tell man. you what else I eat too. Uh, Twizzlers. Yeah. I never even see them until Halloween. You're like, oh. I don't eat black licorice, but I love I love red. You know they got like flavors now too. See, like, I know like strawberry yeah. and like oh that's kind of pleasant. Kids okay. these days got the best toys. Unbelievable. All right, so moving on from candy, what was the best costume you ever had? Best I ever had? The best one you ever did. Oh, man, this is unpopular. I went as a coked-out frat boy in college one time. That sounds fantastic. I had no idea you knew how I dressed in my 20s. Phenomenal. <laughs> uh I, I, I wasn't a coke. Down. I wasn't in a fraternity. I was. I was late to the like. So my good friends at I forget what they used to call their house, but it was in the Highlands, right? Starkville. Yeah. Jared Coon, Kirk Gatlin, Jonathan Poland, Nick Hardy, all the, those guys. Those guys had no fun. And they had this. And this, the no fun house. They had what this I conjoined Vandy, Kirk, and Poland lived on this side, and mm-hmm. Russ, Nick, and Jared lived on this side. Right. And they called it Montezuma. Is what they called it. Okay. We had revenge. Yes. But uh, they had this big Halloween throwdown one night. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. Like, I was like, four and a half. And I was like, we dressing up for this? They were like, dude, you didn't get your costume yet? I was like, I don't ha- I know, dude. Like, y'all go play baseball every day. I just work. You know, like, come on, I don't get these conversations. But I was last second. It was like six o'clock. And I was asked, I said, y'all, what can I do? They were like, man, you, you could dress like a frat boy. I was like, you could be specific, and I'm not going to call the fraternity out. Right. But they were like, or you could dress like one of those guys and put like some powdered sugar on your shirt and on and your on nose. Your own, yeah. And that's, that's, that's what I did. I still that's got the awesome. I, One year I went, uh, as I had a man, it was 2002. 2003, I lied. I threw probably, no, it was it was 02, I lied. It was probably the greatest Halloween party of all time in Tacopolo, Mississippi. Wow. And uh, it was probably about 300 people there. Jeez. Um, Rhymes with Orange came and played. So y'all y'all doubled the population. Oh, dude. Maybe tripled. Dude, yeah. I mean, we were the biggest part entity outside of Pontotoc and Pontotoc County at that time. Way more people in Algoma. I'm Randolph. <laughs> but uh, I was literally walking around campus at ICC and with my friend Jeremy Johnson and Hal Teasler and Bo Tanner from TCPS. Yeah. He, uh, he was walking by and he jokingly said, Brian. Halloween party at your house because I had a house out in Tagapola. I lived in Fulton, but a house in Tagapola. And he was like, party at your house in Tagapola. I was like, sure, Bo, see you there. By the end of the next class, we went to the grill at lunchtime. You everybody was everybody was coming by. I was like, hey, party at your house? I was like, yeah, but you got to wear a costume to come. It was wild and crazy. And Rhymes with Orange was a big old thing that was, oh, yeah. you know, me, you know, yeah. on the, they were on a gravy train with biscuit wheels. They were ascending. And anyway, I went that year, and I dressed as Bobby Knight. That's when he had just been oh, fired. Oh, man. But I, I had my hair dyed that pepper gray. You know, I think gray. I've seen a picture of that. It was like pepper gray. You had the red, had the red sweater. I had a red I've Indiana sweater on. Yep. I had on some corduroy uh, pants. I had on some like, coach's shoes. And, man, I looked just like him. Well, anyway, I had that build at that time. Now, like I say, one uh, cops show up to shut the party down. I don't know how they caught wind of it in Tacopola. It was my neighbor up the street. We were doing this right next to the Antioch Baptist Church. But anyway, neighbor up the street, <laughs> really, called the cops. Cops show up, and uh, this old cop walks up, and it's dark outside. And he says, uh, I need to see Coach Baldwin. And at this time, I was just Brian Baldwin. I was not Coach Baldwin yet. He was speaking to my father, David, who was living in uh, Munford, Tennessee, who had no idea this party was going on in this vacant house he was trying to sell. 
And he said, I need to see Coach Baldwin. And I'm walking down the hill going, damn. I'm like, all right, I got to go. I'm probably going to jail. Here. <laughs> I'm probably going to jail. I walk up. And because my hair was dyed gray no. and I had on a coach's sweater, he said, oh, Coach Baldwin, you're here. He said, we were just making sure that somebody was in charge. And I was like, yeah, we're good to go, man. Like, you know, I wouldn't, you know, whatever. I was going to let this guy believe what he believed. And we were about to get away with it. And then about that time, a recently high school graduated friend of mine walked up and said, hey, Brian, y'all got to wrap this party up. And that other cop who was old and couldn't see real well with the glasses at nighttime looked at me and goes, oh, you're not your father. And I was like, no, sir. You know, I'm sorry. He's like, you know. So we had to break the party up. But I almost had me. <laughs> yeah, I got away with it. What for you mangy kids? But I had a really good costume. I was Bobby Knight. But that was a fun time. Uh, man, awesome. all, if you're listening to this podcast and you're from Pontotoc and you're in your uh, up mid to late little, 30s, early 30s, too, there was some, nah, you know, I had friends like reading them still in high school back then. <laughs> if you're in your earliest 30s to 50s, you were probably at this party. <laughs> A friend of mine, I, hell, I can talk about it now that it's over. Reed Flowers uh, was there, <laughs> and he was just playing a senior year of football. He, wasn't, he was the driver, and uh, his parents showed up, R- Rodney and Nancy. And it was just his sister Emily had driven them over there because they just wanted to see where I lived. And when they showed up, it was just like, yeah, but they had they were double fisted beers too, so it was okay. <laughs> it was a great time. I man, like I told you, the the flowers are my MVPs and they are in my Brown Ball and Hall of Fame for a reason, you know. So <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Uh my favorite horror film, uh I love the uh original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and I love the original um Night of the Living Dead. And then my favorite dark Scary movies that are also comedies. Give me Gremlins and Shaun of the Dead. Scary, scariest movie. Like, the most scared you've ever been during a movie. Pet Cemetery, the original, bar really? none. And it, the, yeah, but it ain't even close. Like, I just, I was a kid. Yeah. And it, 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 like, it just scared me. And this you part know what got me, and it's not, I don't know why. Like, I mean, I, here's the thing. It scared me so bad, I won't watch it now. I'm 35 years old. Snakes on the plane? Oh, the ring. I don't know why. It's the, like... The premise, the the or like just the plot. It's not good. It's mm-hmm. just like freaky. It, it just freaked me out, man. I just for for like five years, I thought my TV was gonna go black and have a big circle in it, and had seven days to live. And I, when that <laughs> when that film came and then out, of course, all the ones like when I was like seven, like I had no business watching the Exorcist. Thanks, Ashley and Emily. When like, <laughs> I mean siblings. <laughs> when yeah. uh yeah, I, when not long after the original Ring came out, the first Ring came out. I was living in Pontotoc off of Brook Street over there with a friend of mine named Jeremy and Chris Neff, and we were sitting there watching TV, and we'd cut the TV off in the living room. And when we cut it off, we were just kind of sitting there just talking whatever, and all of a sudden, TV cut back on. Nope. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm <laughs> and doing. And I call it, the law. It, it cut back on, and it wasn't even on the channel we had it on. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like it went from being on Channel 9 with Jay Leno at the time to, like, a blank screen with the beep. No, and we were just kind of like sitting there. It's kind of weird. And the channel wouldn't change. And then it, the TV just cut off on its own. And like I remember us looking, looking at each other like, no. And it was just something. I don't know what happened, but that, that it legit happened. And um, yeah, I never watched no. The Ring. I, I, you've never seen The Ring? Uh-uh. That, uh-uh. I don't want to tell you to watch it because I didn't think it was very good. But dude, like there's seven or eight scenes that you're just like, okay, that's. 
Do you creepy? Do you believe in ghosts? I mean, as a man who worked in a funeral home, it's a kind of a loaded question for you because it's either one or the other. I think you know. I Brian, believe in I believe in spirits, but I also so this is it's not a confession, but it's something I got to tell you. <laughs> Do you remember? And you may not, because you you've been to my mom's new house. I have. Do you remember the old house? Yeah, I went to the one in Platters one time. We okay. picked you up. That's right. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Went to a football game. That house. Yeah. Don't ask why. And I'm not. Th- I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. You are not alone. Why I walk right into that? <laughs> but anyway, there's a certain spot. It may be a. It may be a light illusion. It may be something, but. I would say, on one hand, I can count how many times I have been sitting in my parents' living room at that house, watching TV, and seeing a white flash apparition, and it 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 looked like a little girl in a white dress. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't tell my parents. I was like, they're gonna think I'm crazy. You know, at the time I was like nineteen, like I was like coming home from like college, right. like during Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, and then a couple years after that. One night I had my buddy Vance McCullough out there yeah. watching a movie, 2 o'clock in the morning. He, I didn't see it this time, but he looked at me and goes, did you see that? I said, what? He said, that little whatever, just you tell me you saw that. I said, Vance, tell me exactly what you think you saw. Dude, it looked like a little girl. I hopped up immediately, cut all the lights on, went and got my mom. I had told her at this point. I said, Mom, Vance just saw it. And she's like, it's 2. Go to bed. Two in the morning. Five or six months later, my buddy Joseph Murphy, same exact thing. Now, you ask me, do I believe in ghosts? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You ask me if I've saw something, yep. I've seen something. Well, I lived but in at the funeral home, I could walk in there right now. Don't bother me. Don't bother you a bit. I mean, the dead are laying in there right now. Yeah. And it, I mean, I could walk in and they're, I mean, they're in their yeah. caskets. They're, they're prepped <laughs> for viewing. They're, you know, their funerals are tomorrow. Doesn't bother me. Sturg- now, is it creepy? Yeah, it's you know, I'm not going to go in the casket room. Sturgill had a has a really good song he brought came uh, gave, came out with a few years ago called "The Dead Don't Die." And it talks about us being zombies looking at our phones and stuff. You know what I mean? Like we're like he's like the dead don't die any more than you or I. But when you said that, like I ain't afraid of the dead. Like I also thought of that race. is that is every wise funeral director's favorite saying. I ain't worried about the dead. Yeah, it's a living I'm worried. Living about. I'm worried about. Um, I also uh, used to live in a haunted house. So living in Seymour, Tennessee, and this is verified by my friend Buck, who we talked about on the radio, yeah. talked to on the radio, and my other guys that grew up there. Um, <clears throat> we lived in a Civil War era antebellum home on the side of a mountain, just outside of Knoxville, probably about between uh, Knoxville and Sevierville, just on the Seymour, uh, okay. just on the Sevier County line. And um, the Irwins lived there, and that whole area now is called Irwin Estates. It's a huge okay. area, and you know they have uh, several several. Uh, Subdivisions over there now, and they're like Irwin Estates, Irwin blah blah. blah. But <clears throat> we lived on Hansard Drive. But so Civil War era home, and huge columns, beautiful. But um, there was a big barn about a hundred and fifty yards from the house, maybe two hundred yards away. Big old black barn. And what happened was uh, in the early nineteen hundreds, there were some old people were playing cards up in the barn, drinking moonshiners or whatever, and there was something happened, and one guy stabbed another one. 
Well, he made his way from the barn to the house, and he went in the house, and there was a, a kitchen table there, and he laid something over on the kitchen table and died while, like, the woman, whoever she was, was trying to, like, help him. You know, you couldn't get to the doctor. You know, many no phones were around 1900, but he died right there in the house. Well, my future stepfather bought the house, and when he bought the house from Mrs. Irwin, when he moved to Seymour, Tennessee in, like, 1983 or 84, or maybe a little after that, um, he went up to the barn. And there was this old table up there. And he and it was a beautiful, huge wooden table. And he took the table back down to the house, put it there, put a tablecloth over it, blah, blah, blah. I never thought about it. Well, Miss Irwin came by one day to see the house, and she told him, oh, you brought the table down. And he was like, yeah, cool, whatever. And she was like, well, so-and-so died on this table. And she had been barely born at the time when this person got killed there. She yeah, was born in the like 18, 80. She was born in the 1800s, like 1898. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, like, she was alive when this person died. And um, Larry just kind of laughed it off. He was a Vietnam vet. Wasn't nothing yeah, scaring him. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't scared of nothing. But, like, when my mom married Larry, uh, he told us about it. And, you know, and I kind of laughed it off. You know, my mom laughed it off. Well, the thing is, he lived there by himself. He was always downstairs, never went upstairs. Well, when Mom married Larry, my room was made upstairs, put upstairs. And it was an old home. It was beautiful, but it creaked. You know what I mean? And, like, so there were no lights going up the stairs. And the stairs had, like, a landing. So you went up one level, turned around, came back to go around the catwalk up there. It's an old home. You know, you can look down the middle. Yeah. I remember, man, it was thinking about it now. It's terrifying. I used to, and the only light switch was at the bottom of the stairs. And you know what I mean? So, like, I would have to cut that light off and go upstairs. Well, I remember. You ran every time. Every time. I, I, I sound like a herd elephant because I was so terrified. But anyway, one night, never, never never, thought about it, but I would still run. But one night, I'll never forget, I cut off those lights. And I looked up the stairs as I was about to fly up those stairs. And when I looked up the stairs, there was a bearded, grayest, ghost i've ever seen in my life standing up the stairs looking down where i was about to go and i remember freezing you know what i mean and i i just i had no idea what to do and like my friends like they always said that when they were there they're like man this place is haunted and they were like i don't know if they ever saw what i saw but they always spoke like your friends like man i saw something i heard something like i like we had this huge oak tree out in the front of the house it was just gigantic. I mean, the circumference of it was like probably 50, 50 feet. I mean, you know, like around. It was just huge. Yeah. It was just gigantic. And it was so big, snakes lived in it, and they would fall out of it on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, I'm being real. And, uh, like, there would just, like, be times when, like, we would be outside playing in the yard, like, hiding, go seek and stuff. And pitch black, right in the country. All we have is flashlights. And, like, you wouldn't have a light on. And all of a sudden, you would just see, like, something. Yeah, it was just, yeah, I, I believe in ghosts. I don't think they can hurt you. You know, I, I really don't, but I just believe that there are some folks who have kind of like an unfulfilled purpose and they're just kind of walking the earth. Just being real. I would love to take you to that house. They, they nope. cut the tree down. You're good. Care. 1400 Hanser Drive, Seymour, Tennessee. If I could ever, like if I ever had like a brilliant money-making idea. You have had some. Well, the, the popsicle truck was a great idea. We just fell through on We got to get but, to the But what I was going to say. Yeah. Haunted houses now are mm -hmm. so modern, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like they take everything out of the movies. Guy chasing with a chainsaw, you know. There's people jumping out with masks. You really, really want to throw a good haunted house? Find you an old like 
antebellum home that's abandoned in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Remodel it up for specifically haunted house season. Let it creak. Let it, let it be natural. That would terrify me. So, legit, McKinley, you just made me have a great idea. We probably couldn't pull it off, per se, like that right there. Because, But haunted mill village would be awesome. That mill, the the creepy roads, like Dude. make one make one of the empty homes a haunted house. I wouldn't walk through it. Like there's a there's a cool thing there. I, note to self. There we go. I'm gonna mark that down with my uh, my constituents over there in Mill Village. I'm legitimately a little worried. I mean, I'm not worried, but like. Spooky season just got spooky for me a little bit. Yeah, it's cool. I hadn't thought about well, it. Well, let's think about what? candy let's, and let's, costumes. I want now candy. I'm thinking about spooky season. <laughs> well, if, speaking of, if so, have you ever you watched Aqua Teen Hunger Force? I have. Yeah, there was a there was a Halloween episode or something like that. I think where they were talking about uh, they want well, there was a a rapper named uh, MCP Pants, and he was a giant spider that wore a diaper, and uh, he was also <laughs> he was disguised as a, a little a little rapper kid and. The thing was, I want candy. And when you said that, <laughs> Carl was there, and they were like six one two Wolf Avenue. That's Melon Shakers, the Gentleman's Club. Ah, thanks, for, thanks for lightening the mood. I know I had to change <laughs> it up there. But anyway, speaking of lightening the mood, big football games this week. Yeah, and let's talk yeah, about them for, for a sure. minute. Um, we are in week eleven. Let me have a glimpse because I circled these like three weeks ago. A glimpse and a glance. Some of these games may not be as big as they were. No, we're good. So pretty good. We're good. We're pretty good. I I like this. Foreshadowing like Um, week six. So we're gonna we're gonna move through them a little quick because we got to talking about spooky season for a little long, but that's okay. We man McKinley and I've been talking only football the past few weeks. Yeah, it was time. It was long overdue. Yes, and we're about to have a. We're about to. If you've seen Superbad, where. Evan's mom walks up and says, what are you guys going to do with each other without each other in college next year? He's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, that's not a thing. I got a little Brian remorse right now. I'm, he's going out of town for a weekend. I probably won't see him till next, like, Wednesday, Thursday. You, you won't see me till Sunday at Pickleball. Yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, next podcast. Remind me to tell you about Pickleball. For sure. Yeah, we got to move on this time. Um, I, had a, I was a killer at Mill Village last night. When your pickleball game is struggling on a private court – Go to Mill Village, and there are a few courts you can get on. They'll make you feel good about yourself. Well, the next, like, holiday I get from school, I'm going to get in, like, this Tuesday 9 a.m. game. Yep, that's a good one. I was kind of in the Tuesday 9 a.m. game. It's the first game I got there. Yeah. Whomped on some folks. Got my got me feeling good. Saw the ball good. So when I got on the left court with the good folks, like Brent, Scott, and them, I saw the ball well. It was I played well. Good. Much better than I did a couple nights ago when we were there together. But. I'm inconsistent. When I'm good, I'm really good. When I'm bad, I will. Oh, man. That's just been me lately. <laughs> anyway, um, let's start with some big games here. Horn Lake at Tupelo. Oh, Brian, I'll be there. And you'll be there. I'll be there. I'm double dipping Friday. I'm I'll doing Horn Lake there. at, at, at <laughs> Tupelo and Oklahoma at TCBS. <sighs> we'll catch both. Man. And I should be able to watch a good bit of both. Finally, going to get to see Ty and Sean in the same night. That's right. And, of course, the both of them will call. Hey, can you do me a favor? I will. Give me that Sean impression. What's going on, fellas? Man, I love it. <laughs> I love when he calls it because he's he's always so happy win or lose, and you know when he when it, when when they are uh, when they're whomping on folks, 
he gives the credit where the credit is due. Sure. You know what I mean? And uh, when they lose a close one, he's always pretty good with he's giving complimentary yep, the complimentary, other team yep, for sure. Yep. Well, like he said, glowing things to say about Nanawaya. Oh yeah, and, and Biggersville. Yep, and Biggersville. So I mean, and you know, yes. and now they've turned it on themselves. So You're right, they won seven, six, seven straight. But well, well let's start with Horn Leggett too. Horn Leggett too. Huge game. Huge game. Uh, multiple reasons. For sure, the two C hosting a playoff game is on the line. Yeah, the winner is going to host a playoff game. Is locked into the two seed. Could be a little more to play for. Yep. If Horn Lake wins, they're still the two seed. But if Tupelo wins, it sets up a winner take all game at Oxford High School next Friday night. Whew. So, after talking with Coach Harden a little bit this week, I can tell you that. Our boys at Tupelo are a little banged up. Yeah, uh, we've got some some injury stuff. Got you know we're as as college coaches would say we're nicked up. Nicked right up. Now. We're a little nicked up, but I fully expect our kids to come out with their their hair on fire. I expect a defensive struggle. I think both teams have been really stout defensively in the games they're supposed to. Tupelo's kind of really stuck their feet in and really gotten good on the defensive side of the ball. Been really complimentary offensively. Um, I like Tupelo in a tight, close, low-scoring ball game. Me too. Uh, I like it to be like you know, like seventeen, fourteen, something like that. You know, I can see this game being fourteen to ten Horn yeah. Lake with two minutes to go, and Jake Ware making the biggest pass he's made all season. I like that. I like that. Well, I have a question for you, terminology speaking, and you said the right phrase because I say it all the time: a defensive struggle. Yeah. That's almost like an oxymoron, right? It is. Because the defense, the defenses don't struggle in those type of games. You know what I mean? Like yeah, what we're talking it, it, about. It should be called an offensive struggle, yeah, an offensive but people struggle. call it a defensive struggle. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Even if you ask football coaches, they'll say defensive struggle. But I, I think it's a black and blue game. I think both I teams are going to do double tight end sets. I think that they're going to just, just say – it's a it's a, a war of attrition, a yeah. battle of the fittest. It's gonna you know somebody's gonna spring a big play, and I, I think it's gonna be I think Tupelo's got a player or two better, and the, I think that they are kind of starving. They're a little hungrier. Is right the running now. back healthy? The, the sophomore? Yes. Okay. Bryson cool. Brown is healthy. To my I, I think he's a big difference maker in this one. I yeah, really do. I, I, and, and, I think he opens up the passing game for Jake Ware to make that play. Yeah. I really agree. So I, I like Tupelo in a, in a low scoring one. Me too. Me too. Sure. Um, let's see here. Hmm. Morville. Uh, it's, it was hard for me to not go to this game. At South Pontotoc. Tell me about it. I was in Springville today. Were you? Yep. Got, got a few shots up. Um. All right, so. Don't do it to me. Here's, here's, here, Morville has absolutely nothing to play for. And I think that's what makes them dangerous. Exactly. Oddly enough, I think they have the best player on the field. Right. In Alec Hull. He's a Huel Hull. H O U A. I hope the podcast can't hear that. I'll go get it in a minute or I'll call him back. But. Is that Simple Man? Simple. Yeah. yeah. Acoustic version <laughs> or in, in, uh, instrumental version. Is that the, the Five Finger Death Punch version? <laughs> uh, but. It makes Morville dangerous. I mean, they could they just. Really they, could, they could just throw the kitchen sink at South. That said, South, got, South has a chance to punch a ticket. They really do, and 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 it's gonna be it's it's one of those weird ties, Brian. So here's where we're at, and I can break this down for you. Caledonia is gonna have three division losses. Shannon is going to have three division losses. South Pontotoc, if they win Friday night, will have three division losses. So it's gonna be a weird math thing, 
And because of that, I would have to look at it. I know that Shannon beat Caledonia 34 to 32 in overtime. I know that South beat Shannon 36 to 29, I think. Is that well, maybe I'm wrong on that. But it was it was a tight scoring game. But I think Caledonia beat South fairly handily. They did. It was like a, something to seven. But big butt here. Do not Sh- lie. Uh, Caledonia has to play at a Wamba tomorrow night, so it's going to be one of those weird points things. And I think because of that, I think South knows what's up. In other words, they've gotten. A lot of production. They, it's been a real team effort for them. RPO run people over. But it would be remiss if we didn't mention the play of Junior. I don't want to call him halfback because he's been nothing but half. He's been a power back. Cody Stutzy. He's the, he's the guy that they've been giving the ball to when they need the tough yards. He's been breaking the big runs. He's a big, strong, tough kid. I like South by two or three touchdowns. Just because they have something to play for, we talk about emotion. Morville will probably come out, run a reverse or two, throw back pass something. They'll get on the board, but then I think South rolls after that. It's hard to play on emotion for after a quarter or so. To quote Dan Fouts, the great Dan Fouts on the Waterboy, last game of the year, can't really think about we it. We know. We know. <laughs> South wins by 13 points. Okay. Mark it down. You Put it on the board. First. Yeah. Um, moving right along to our next big game. Um, <laughs> last but not least of the big three, uh, Ripley at New Albany. Okay. little contrast of style here. New Albany loves to light up that scoreboard. There was a good article about them. Yes, there was. And they, you know, we talked about them knocking on the door of Corinth. You know, they're still coming up short on that. But they're still a player. They're still, you know, they're fighting for a two-seed. And this is what this game is. It's another two-seed game. If... Ripley can turn it into their style of game, then I like New Albany close. If New Albany plays their if Ripley has to play New Albany style of game, I like New Albany big. So therefore, that's my synopsis is I like New Albany. They're probably five or six playmakers ahead of Ripley right now. I think Ripley's probably got the majority of its playmakers on the defensive side of the ball because they want to be good there. They've been great there. Right. I think they're probably a class or two away from getting the offense up to speed. And when they do, we're going to see a big man's version of Calhoun City. I agree. I agree. I like that a lot. Um, New Albany really knows what's at stake here. Yeah. Hosting that first playoff game. Not uh, knowing who it, you're going to get, that's yeah, huge, and, man. And here's the thing. With a lot of the Delta schools not playing – if you can get in the right spot and then just maybe beat Corinth, Pontotoc. Like, you know what I mean? like, Here's the know. thing, though. It just because we don't know yet. I mean, if you follow Brandon Shields on Twitter, he doesn't know the playoff scenarios yet because you've got to factor in. There's teams within the same division that, in other words, let me put it this way: we know that Greenwood's not playing this year. Perennial four A power. If you are the two or three seed in your division and you're matched up with that Delta, you may get somebody that is playing that's not quite a Greenwood-level team. So getting in this year is everything. So that's why when you say New Albany knows everything at stake, I think every every team that's got a playoff chance knows what's at stake. And, and for that reason, man, I, just, I can't help but like New Albany, man. I think I agree. outside of the Hernando game and outside of the Corinth game, they've just rolled people, man. No, we're, we're on the same page there. 
Okay. Um, first like week in a while. We are on the big three. On the big three. Been, yep. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Tenacious three. Long live the three. <laughs> Thrice uh, as nice. Yeah. Um, well, let's start at the top here. Okay. Yeah. Thursday, October the 29th, trivia at Queen's Reward. Yeah, I am. I'm trying to put a team together, dude. The Meadery tomorrow night. Uh, good time will be had by all. Fantastic prizes will be given away. There's a best costume for the person, best costume for the group, best mask for COVID. It's going to be outside. Um, it's not going to be raining. It's going to be kind of cool, but it's going to be really awesome night. So y'all come to that. Trivia. I really am trying to put a team together. I know I tell you that all the time. I just can't everybody to go. Anybody go? And I'll be real. You'll have way, way more entertainment at trivia than at this football game tomorrow night. Alcorn Central at Kasuth. Oh man. Uh, we won't spend a ton of time on this. Kosuth is about to let a one in five start worth of frustration out on Alcorn Central. They and they're are. a playoff team. They're they're going to be the four seed. They're going to put up sixty tomorrow night. Depending, I don't know what the division matchups are, and we'll know this next week. Now, if if Kosuth matches up with the Houston Knoxville division, there could be trouble there. But if they match up with that other division. Mm-hmm. Watch out yep. in two weeks for Kasu to pull a 4-1 upset. 100%. I agree. I agree. Um, we'll move fast through a few of these because yeah, some sure. of these are going to be like two to nothing wins. Yeah. Knox to be over Aberdeen. Two nothing. Yep, two nothing. Uh, for Aberdeen. <clears throat> Playoff bound Aberdeen, might I add. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As the four. Yeah. I'm looking at if something. If things work here. out for them. I'm looking at something here. Um,. This has Ashland at Thrasher. Has that game not already been played? Probably not. Okay, I feel like I've talked about that game. Let's let's let, let's, let's talk about this for just a second. That's not the, your grandfather's Thrasher in Ashland. It's 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 that's a really tough division as far as have like quality play. I mean, Coldwater Thrasher is what I'm thinking. Yeah, B- Biggersville's really 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 good. Like could be Jackson good or wherever they're playing this year. It's back at Jackson. It is okay. That's right. That's right. Uh, they could be Jackson good. Baldwin is a playoff team. After that, just it's pretty low quality. Yeah, it's not a knock on those schools. It's Coldwater won, uh, beat Thrasher, so they might make the playoffs. Yeah, remember Strayhorn? like two weeks ago, Thrasher was like three and one in division because they had two COVID wins over in games they were probably supposed to lose. But you that's know. right, yeah. But that's you know we're gonna see some lopsided scores. I don't. I, mean, I think Ashland wins this one. I think they have a few more athletes. I, I yeah. Give me Ashland. Yeah, yeah. Or give me Ashland. That's where my family's from. My, my mom's side, the Rennick County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have yeah. a road up there, Rennick Hill Road, Pine Grove Church. You got any relation to Seth Rennick from here in Tupelo? Seth's my cousin. Shut it. Seth. What high school was Seth? Yeah, Seth. That's my guy. Uh, Seth. Is Grant- he still running? The no, he's sold not, it. Okay. He, he's he's doing some other things now. He he does some really cool stuff like fixing up cars and oh, stuff. Yeah, he's, he's always he's, been a car he's, guy. Dude, he's my guy. He's a good dude. Um, he's one of those kind of guys that if I'm in an alleyway and I need to get through it to the other side, I'm taking Seth with me. He's going to make sure no matter what's in that alley, I'm getting through there unscathed. He he went to his first high school party at my house when Funny. he was in like tenth or ninth grade. I like him a lot. Um, his grandfather Delma and my grandmother were brother and sister. What's your grandmother's name? Wanda. Delman Wanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a bunch of kids. They had a Grace, Edna Grace, Mary Wanda. Edna Ed- is a name that is so underappreciated yeah. that yeah. needs to come back. Great. Bring Ed- it back. I'm bringing Edna back. You see, there's Aunt Grace, 
Mary Wanda, uh, Delma, Roger, and she had, had a couple other siblings who maybe died young. But as of now, the only two that's still living are. She your favorite Wanda? Oh, dude, without a, well, my grandma, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's it's your grandma. <laughs> yeah, she was my grandma. You know yeah. who my favorite Wanda is? Who's that? Wanda Hatcher. Dude, well, Wanda Hatcher is my second favorite. Good sure. to go. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, we got off on a tangent there. But Sorry. my grandmother actually played basketball at Ashland in like the 40s. Nice. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Anyway. Lady uh, Devilettes. For sure. She has pictures of her wearing a skirt playing basketball in a gym. It was like three on three. That was before the Rover. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a long time ago. <laughs> Grandma probably didn't light it up. I'm going to be honest. Um, let's see here. Another game we talked fast about Baldwin at Faulkner. Baldwin big. Ball one as big as they, they want to be. They could be dangerous. Uh-huh. It could Playoff be. Time. Yep. Good uh, quarterback play. Belmont and Amory. 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 Amory uh, wrapped up the division. I really like their quarterback. I think yeah. you might see some kids play this week for Amory that we'll hear about in a few years. I'm going to say something right now, and I don't mind saying it on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I want their quarterback to play shortstop for me this summer. Okay. So those of you at Amory, they can make that happen. Cough, cough, Cade Hoggard. Call me. The way you were talking right there, you I felt like you were going varsity blues. I do not want your life. <laughs> don't think I don't know about Brown. Don't think I can't mess up your scholarships. <laughs> oh, God. Four receivers talk- on one side, isolate Tweeter on the other. Oop doop. Just that play. Circus come to town. I don't remember seeing the truck. What is what is Billy Bob saying when they talk about the hook and Larry says, Is this that play where I run around act like I'm like, lost like, like I'm lost or something? Just catch the ball, will you? Golly, man. Oh, guys, huddle up. (laughs) Anyway, man, people listening love it. People who have never seen Varsity Blues are probably not listening. So, anyway, moving on. Fact. (laughs) Um, A big game here. Boonville at Nettleton. We've seen both. We've seen seen. both in consecutive weeks. All right, I'm calling it now, Brian. Call it. This is finally the shootout that we've been promised. We're getting the shootout. In Monroe County, Friday night. And I have no idea who wins. I don't even want to make a prediction because they are so eerily similar. I've seen them all play. The big three in that division. I've seen the big three in that division play. I've seen them all several times. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. With the exception of Boone, we'll see them once. Um I hate to say what I'm about to say, but I think Booneville wins a close one. I could see it. I can see it, mm-hmm. but they, let's think about how equal the quarterback. Exactly, I mean, like they both mm-hmm. can throw the deep mm-hmm. ball. They, they move. both are good on their feet. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the running back play was good. They're good on the back end defensive. I mean, just man, I see this being a wet, sloppy game that gets away from people, the teams defensively. Like in other words, I see you know somebody slipping, and Davis Oswalt or Roderick. Patterson being gone. I was trying to use a radio-friendly acronym for WAF, like Wetfield, but it just wasn't going to work. <laughs> you got to be careful with the WAs in the acronym yeah, sure, game right now. Sure. There's a good pastor yeah, meme yeah, out there yeah. right now. I've seen Worth that one. Praise. <laughs> for, that's for another podcast. <laughs> anyway, uh, Caledonia. If I ever walk in and Will Ramboost <laughs> Anyway, man, he might need to come to the. Uh, <laughs> he should come to the radio station one night. Oh, I would. God, enjoy, I'd love I, I Will love Will. Him. I love Will. I'll say this about Will. Um, he used to come to my trivia a long yeah. time ago when it was at Boondocks and Romy's Barbecue. 
him and some preacher folks would come play, and they, of course, they didn't drink, but they always mingle with the locals because yes. you, the the orchard folks are just good community people. Yes, and uh, their uh, their team name was Old Dirty Pastors. I'll I know it. I love it. I love it. Hey. Uh, anyway, Caledonia at Itawamba in a really close game. Really bigger than people mm-hmm. realize. Mm-hmm. Game too. Let's 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 throw this out there, Brian, because we need to. Caledonia wins this game. They are the three seed, and it puts Itawamba, Shannon, and South in a three-way tie. Oh, my Lord. So, Pontotoc's sitting pretty. One. They're the one. That is all we know right now. Mm-hmm. Itawamba looks pretty good as the two, but if they lose a to win, Caledonia, they're the two. Give me Itawamba. Okay. They, they, they didn't show me a lot, but based on what we I listened to on the radio, what people talked about, Nip and tuck, knock down, drag out in Pontotoc last Friday night. They obviously showed their medal against the number one. Could have won the game. Obviously, hats off to Pontotoc, but give me Itawamba. I think they're hungry. I think they're probably turning the corner with some of those younger guys growing up. I think a lot like New Albany. They know what's at stake here about yes, hosting that game. For sure. But Caledonia has made a reputation as a team that wins ball games without having the best player on the field. Um, Itawamba will have the best player. But Caledonia wins those games. I mean, they they they, they probably lose. don't have anybody as good as uh, Daryl Carter Jr. No, you know what I mean. But they then they almost beat Shannon, right? Got beaten overtime, or did they yeah, beat? lost like thirty four, thirty two, and overtime. yeah, you know, like so. But they almost win those games. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, they're, they're, they play everybody. And they probably didn't have the best player against South. South probably had the best the, the yeah. running back, but yeah. they but they womp South. They they just kind of continued on that game planning kind of thing mm-hmm. as a school that's good and they're tough and they're smart and which makes me. Uh, he, I, made a good hire. I hate, to, I hate to be like this. Andy Crotwell had a great thing down there, mm-hmm. and that has hi- that's rolled yep. over to the next hire. In other words, he did not leave that program in bad shape. Yeah, left it in a better the, spot. The than he next found guy it. has taken it and ran with it. And hats off to Caledonia. <laughs> yeah, I that. remember when when I was in high school. Uh, that they, was a win. They were the doormat of our division. I mean, at South, we would beat them. Outside you know, of baseball and softball, they've never really been competitive at anything until the past, like, 15, 20 man, they years. Used to, they beat us in baseball my senior year so bad. Oh, yeah, you didn't want to Josh part of Johnson that. and Joey Pounders, man, they clowned Scotty Jacobs. Yeah, they clowned they on us. Serious. But anyway, um, yeah, we used to beat them in basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, But then they got better. They had good coaches, yeah. you know. And the school was somewhat new. Sure. When I was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was somewhat new. Um. And now they've they've been around twenty plus years, yeah. you know. So, uh, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, athletically. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see here, Calhoun Academy at Deer Creek. Gonna go uh, flip a coin with Calhoun Academy. Let's go Deer Creek. Deer Creek this week because they're close to Leland, and Mike Gregory used to be from Leland. And if there's there's something in the water wherever Mike Gregory mm-hmm. came from, uh, yeah. yeah, Mike, he might have some kids. Deer folk, Creek, by now. Might, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> Columbus at Lafayette. Uh, Lafayette big. Yeah. Uh, they're a good article on them this week. Too. Yeah. They're in the sure. driver's seat. They are. They, they control are. their own destiny. They went out to the number Crazy, one for the first division. time in four years. Uh, East Webster at Bruce. East Webster. East Webster. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yeah. You folk, Bruce folks give Jamal time. I'm telling you, it's coming. Hamilton. Tell us we told you first. Yeah. Hamilton at Noxipator. Give me Hamilton. I, I wish I had a song from the, the play. I would sing it. I don't, I don't but, know anything from the musical. Give me, yeah. But give me Hamilton. <laughs> Did I say the play, the musical? Give me Hamilton as well. Ten bucks on it. Alexander Hamilton. Isn't that who's on the 10? Is he on 10? Yeah. Isn't he on the 10? I just Alexander know he got Hamilton? killed by Aaron Burr. Yeah. In the shootout. Yeah. yeah. Andrew Jackson's on the 20. Give me 10. Give me give me 10 on Hamilton. Well, I got five on it. I got five. 
Money, money. Um, you mean two fives? Do you remember that commercial for uh, years ago where the guy got called into the? It was a commercial, and a guy called into a radio station to answer a trivia question. They were like, "Who killed Alexander Hamilton in their famous duel?" And he had a mouthful of peanut butter, and he couldn't say Aaron Burr, and he kept saying Aaron Burr. You remember this commercial? <laughs> I'll Google it later. I it was funny. It, <laughs> he couldn't say. It. But anyway, uh, that's what I think about when I hear uh, Alexander Hamilton. Um, Oh, let's go. Uh, Hatley at Choctaw County. Choctaw big. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Holly Springs at North Panola. North Panola, really big. Big. Um, Houston at Eupora. Congrats, North Panola, by the way. Uh, division champs. Division champs. That's, uh, that's a tough division. Uh, give me Houston. Probably big. The way they're, yeah, play, they're yeah, throwing they're, it around they're, right they're now. They're kind of hitting their stride. Shout out to Coach Dampier. I, re- I really like to see the, the Houston program do well. Me too. I really do. Um, Byers at Biggersville. Woo! Oh, man. Biggersville. Keep them healthy. As I say every week in a game usually involving you, you. <laughs> and somebody. Dust off that third digit and holler at Mike Gregory and make sure it's working. Um, I'm excited for Biggersville. You know what? Can I be honest? Yeah. Mike Gregory gets more play on the radio. If he started his own business, there'd be any, people calling him. Than any other. We talk about Mike Gregory more than we do high school football coaches. Yeah, I've talked about him more than we talked about the guys running for president. Because <laughs> we want Mike Gregory running well, for president. Yeah, that's a given. I'm writing him in. You remember that duct tape we made like five years or four, three years ago? It said yeah. Gregory something <laughs> 2020. Yeah, I do. Uh Jay-Z George at Kansas City. 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 It's about that time, right? It's about that about time. About that time. Uh, Lake Cormorant at Sao Tillo. Cormorant. They're going to cure some ales this week. Car- Sao Tillo But don't be surprised tough, this game's 24 to 3. It, but I, 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 I'll say this. Coach Nestor's a good dude. Yeah. I think this is the kind of game, if Lake Cormorant wants to put some up, this is their last chance to do it. Because the playoffs is not – it's just going to be tough. You know yeah, what I mean? I agree. Like, this is the I kind agree. of the, you know what I mean? You can kind of open it up a little bit. Well, little, you know, it, it's still somewhat open. You know, I mean, they could, you know, they could still find a way to be the one if Lafayette slips up. I guess I'm saying I, I looked for this game to maybe be, I think it's going to be like a 35 to 14 game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, not out of hand, just you know. Southilla has proven that they're not going to let you get it out of hand anymore. Nope, and I'm proud of it. It's not going to get out of hand, but, but I, yeah. Cormorant, really yeah. tough out. Yep. Um, Let's see here. Mantachi at Walnut. Give me Walnut. Walnut. Mm-hmm. Um, they got the best players on the field. Yeah. The two. Um, Myrtle at Coldwater. Coldwater putting up some points recently. So has Myrtle. So has Myrtle. <laughs> and they're talking about curing some males. This game will be fun to watch. This I bet it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be in the 50s. This will be last touch the ball. Give me, give me Coldwater at home. Give me the Cougars. Coldwater. Done. You know what? Coldwater, Mississippi is the first place I ever lived. I lived on a free house on campus. My dad was the girls' basketball coach there. My dad was the basketball coach with a man named Charles Crowther, who was late Michael Crowther's dad. Okay. Was, that's the connection there. Yep. I got you now. Um, Al Reed, who was a, uh, who was a used to be a principal in the area, was a first-year football coach at Coldwater. And Butch Veazey, who was a longtime football coach in the area, was a young Brash football coach at Coldwater. Y'all, when Brian turns 60 and writes this book about former basketball coaches in the north-central part of the state and football stories, it's going to be maybe not a Times bestseller, 
but assuredly a Mississippi bestseller. It'll definitely be the bestseller at the Cracker Reads. Bell it will fly off a racket. Yep, Reads. Yep. Man, that'd be a really fun book to write. Um, especially when I start talking about MAIS, people nobody's ever heard of. Yes. Uh, let's see here. North Pontotocket, Corinth. I like Corinth. It's hard not to. Coach Crot will, will have his guys ready to play. We yeah. know that much every week. This is a game I'm hopeful for his sake because they for they your sake for your for school's your, sake for your daughter's <laughs> sake. Don't you think about buying a quality product from Andy Cropwell? Um, he Tommy uh, just sold a half a million break That roar sounded like Penn State's whiteout game. There's no way that 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 one factory made that kind of roar. Just, just dubbed it. It's always a fallacy I found in that movie. Good use of the word fallacy there. Way to go. Well, as a matter of fact, they were in a diner. That's right. This or gladiators. Yeah. And he was, you know, gladiators. And then he, then of course, you know, there's like 20 guys left on the night shift. And he goes, hey, guys, wait, 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 turn it up. Tommy just sold a half a million brake pads. If Lewis could be in every high school locker room on Friday night and ju- just say that and shake like he did, yep. whoever that team is by 90. Hey, Lewis, can I do it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, help yourself. <laughs> but um, Corinth by a couple scores. Don't be surprised to see Andy Crotwell's crew sneak up on somebody in the playoffs. Yep, I agree. Um, all right, Oklahoma at TCPS. This is another game I'll be at. Um, this is not a game where TCPS is going to cure some ales because they've been other people's ales. They light up the scoreboard. I fully expect them to do it again. I think that Coach Holiday is going to milk everything out of this senior class that he's got. So – if, I agree. You know, and, and I, I I think it's going to be over at half, if I'm being honest. Are they going to be the two seed in their division? Locked in, drop dead, one million percent the two seed, with a win, of course, against Oklahoma right. on a Friday night. Yeah, and then they got West Lowndes next week at West Lowndes. Yep. They'll win both those. This is the last regular season home game for so TCPS. The next time you see TCPS, it'll be their first playoff game to ever host. Yep, and um, <clears throat> I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Okay. I think TCPS, and uh, I hate this. I, I I just think it's one of those games. I think they score sixty this week. Yeah, maybe seventy. And they, uh, they, I think, honestly, I think TCPS may be leading the state. In I, I, phrase, I don't hate to say it, but what I mean, I hate to say it on Oklahoma's behalf. You know, I mean, I'm right. an offensive guy, I like for folks to score, but it's just you know, uh, it's it's the last regular season home game for TCPS senior class ties. Coach Holiday, uh, it's just one of those special moments sure. where I could just I could just see the guys playing with a reckless abandon yep. and kind of leaving it out there on the field one last home. Let me say this though, Oklahoma's not they're athletic. Oklahoma's got a really really big young offensive line. They do keep the chains moving. They can keep this one a little close for a little while. I've heard they're two years away. That's what I've heard. I've heard yeah, Oklahoma in I've two years is going to be a factor in one. They, when when they can get. A playmaker in a system where they can run behind this big offensive line. Watch out for Oklahoma. I'm sure there's an eighth grade running back somewhere. Oh, I mean, yeah, there'll I'm, be I'm one sure, down I'm there. Sure. Um, let's they see. Can dunk right now. Yep. Um, Oxford at Hernando, big game, huge. And the, the only reason that this is not one of our games of the week is because one that we never could really potentially go to and get back to the station. This game could throw a wrench in things. Now, mm. I'm probably a little off base here, but I like Oxford big. Me too. And i tell you why. It's because I think that they're just rolling. They're undefeated. I think they've gotten a little rhythm about them. I don't think – here's the thing, and I, I, this is not a knock. 
on Coach Cutcliffe or that program, the defending state champs, for God's sakes. But I don't think they get the big head this week, but I don't know that Oxford has really been tested yet. Okay. And Hernando may can provide that. And if Hernando can't provide it, Tupelo wins Friday. They will. I feel like they can provide it the following yep. Friday. So, okay. I, But I like Oxford by a couple scores. Me too. I, I like them. Um, Pontotoc at Shannon. This is always a good game. It is a good game. Um, and it's at Shannon, which makes it just a little bit weirder. And yeah. if it's raining, And wet, Shannon's got something to play for. If we they think, do. You know, I mean, you know, it, it, Shannon probably wants it to be a rainy game. You know, keep everything on the ground. Make everybody win. They love a rainy night. But the preparation from Pontotoc, they've proven that they're the beast in 1-4-A. Uh, I don't think there's any question Pontotoc's going to find a way to win this game, even if it's sloppy. Uh, if it's not very sloppy, I like Pontotoc by a couple scores. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it is, I like them, you know, in a, in a, in a tight eight. ball game. Mm-hmm. I think they salt the clock away. Yeah, I, th- I think they win this game like 28-20. I can see that. You know what I mean? Something just, like that. Just because yeah. of conditions. Six to eight sure. point game, something like that because yeah. of conditions. Um and it's always just a good game. It is. Even it when is. they're even when when they're both teams are good, as you know, are pretty good like they are this year. It's a good game. Yeah. When both teams are bad, like it was, we used to oh, see. God. It was still a great game. Remember that one game? It was, one of my most fun games was uh was Coach Carter's first year. Uh, Shannon at Pontotoc. At Pontotoc. It was, it was Pontotoc didn't make the playoffs, but if they'd have won the game, they was, would have. Was it, it like triple game. overtime or was no? It, it was just late. Shannon late. had a late okay. score to seal it. Vincent okay. McIntosh, now Jackson State star. That's right. That's Big right. number eight. Yep. Remember yep. we kept him. How are we going to take that guy out? That guy got the ball all night, and then on defense, he'd go stepping at nose. He would. <laughs> Man, what I a remember point. that. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, let's see here. Smithville at Nanawaya. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, Strayhorn at East Union. Long road trip there for the give Mustangs. Me, give me East Union. Yep. They've locked up the division, but I think they – you know, they've been off a while, I think. They've yep. had some COVID wins, so they – uh I think East Union gets gets playoff ready yep. Friday night. Tish County at Potts Camp. Clever Tish. clever scheduling Good job, there. Coach get, get you one. For sure. Yeah, they, and they, they have officially been eliminated mm-hmm. from the playoffs. So, good, good good game to go out on, build toward next year. They might put up a bunch of points in that game if yeah. they can. Um, get some seniors on the field. Yep. Uh, Vardaman at French Camp. Give me Vardaman. Give me the Rams. Okay. Sweet potato pie and I shut my mouth. Um. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Warren Central at Starkville. Or Starkville not, Starkville not playing. That's 2 nothing Warren Central, right? Could be a sneaky little smart play on Starkville's part. Could bite them in the butt. Tough division. There are five teams in that division that can make deep playoff runs. Ain't four of them going. Yep. So, yep. Uh, it's going to be dependent on how some other teams do. So right, yeah. Warren Central, I think, is officially the one. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, who, yeah. By the way, Warren, I've got a little bit best interest. In that Warren game Central regulates two to nothing over do. Starville. Yeah, yeah. Mount up sixteen in the clip, one in the hole. Warren G's about to make some. Yep, go cold. Uh, last game of the week, and I'm going to go ahead and say this. Feel bad for you. Oh man. Um, West Point at New Hope. Oh, oh. It is official. If it comes down to, like, points and, like, needing points, Coach Chambliss is really classy. He's not there to embarrass anybody. But if he has to score a bunch to get in, to get a good playoff, to get a home game, this is the week they're going to do it. Well. Lafayette hung 57 last week. Fortunately for New Hope, you can only get a plus 12. Yeah, yeah. 
So, in the plus or minus scheme of the things, they were only the first 12 will that, that 12 will come quick. <laughs> quickly, quickly, yeah. quickly. Like four touches. I could see this one being like a, a 50 to like nothing game. But that's that's it. You know, it'll be 50 at halftime, and then everybody no, will No offense, New Hope. You just kind of behind the eight ball. Behind the eight ball here. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the wrap-up of the games. Um, so, I'm not going to be there. I want to call in. We finish up our event at 9 o'clock. So oh, I'll perfect. probably I'll probably sit and taking some stuff down, but uh, I'll be through and probably uh, I'm be, can I be real? I'm probably just gonna call you from the uh, the gaming floor of the casino and see how that Do goes. It. And uh, I might call in a couple times. I might call in early and kind of talk to you guys, and then I dare uh, you to call in keep, keep up with the scores. And uh, I'm gonna call in when it gets weird, and y'all just I'm gonna be on the line then. You know what I mean? Okay. And uh, leave him on. Yeah, and I'm going to um. Let's just say I'm going to be an active participant at the Windstar in Thackerville, Oklahoma, while I'm on the phone. We're going to see how this goes. Love it. I think it's going to be fun. I might even ask you for some tips. McKinley, do I split I here? Wait. Do I double down? I cannot wait for yeah. this. So I think that 11 o'clock hour, I'm just going to keep up with the scores. I'm going to give you a little talk. But I'm hoping that it's not too loud. So I can so that I can pull off what I'm wanting to pull off. Sure. I think it'll be fun, and it will be probably the first time in Tupelo radio history that there has been a short a sports show, uh, somewhat remoted from a casino in Oklahoma. Factual. I don't <laughs> so, think that there's any argument there. Yeah. First time ever, maybe only time ever. For sure. Um. So just uh, I guess real quick, do the Bulldogs win this weekend? No. Who do they play? Alabama. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, it's, it's um, Alabama respect week. That's right. It is Alabama. We give a lot of props to them. Um, who are the Rebels playing? Off. They, they are by. I they, think. Yeah, they're by this week. They are because they they finished with South Carolina, Vandy State, State and somebody, and one more that they. There's a game on the. There's a twelve five game. They're, they're, LSU. Game. LSU. Yeah, that's right. yeah, they can win. They can win all four. They, no they doubt. Win all four. I know one. They can um, win. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to though. Um, I want to give a shout out to Lane Kiffin. I think he, Props. I think he's been awesome on social media and handled this the right way because he knows that those big old pockets in Oxford, Mississippi, are going to pay that fine. And the way he spoke about the conference call he had with the SEC was just genius. Even as an as a Mississippi State fan, so I'm glad somebody did it. Like, hey guys, I that cost them a ball game. I wish our fan base and our players could hear what I just heard. That's genius. You know what really? I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And he'll troll them. Because it does, they don't, they don't, what are they going to do? Find him again. Find him, Let cool. Let the people of Oxford pay it. <laughs> yeah, for Whatever. sure. Yeah, I got, another time I got five on it. On but, the uh, other end of the spectrum, there's a lot of turmoil going down in Octoball County right now. So, I, I like Mike Leach. I always have. I um, I think he's a, a, a genius. But there's a, there's a time in a coaching career when you go from mad scientist to just mad. Guy and, down the road we saw it happen to. Yeah, and I'm worried that he might have kind of gone to that how mummy territory. And what I mean by that is how mummy was way ahead of his time. And then everybody caught on. And then, like, it kind of became cyclical. And then, like, Mike Leach was the only one doing it still, you know what I mean, for a long time. So he was still kind of, you know, in that vein. And now I think folks have kind of – Figured out how to cover him when he doesn't have maybe on par athletes with everybody else. You know he doesn't have any, he doesn't have NFL receivers and tight ends. He had an NFL running back, but he's not a running back kind of guy. So my thing is, when he gets some players in, if he's still there, I think he's going to be successful. 
Uh, but my my buddies were saying this right here. They said this, that, and this is, I think, what rings true. When you're in Pullman, Washington, Lubbock, Texas, you can be a weirdo. When you're in the machine of the SEC, especially the SEC West, you can't be a weirdo. You can be boisterous and arrogant. You, you can be, be a weirdo and lose. And lo- that's what I'm saying, and lose. And right now, man, they're losing, and like he. He, he's pointing blame at people, and it's not his fault. And, you know, it's just – it's not a good look when that hasn't been the M.O. in the SEC. Like, well, you know here's I mean? the thing. I've kind of thought hard about this. I've got to wonder because I, I, I've noticed a trend here. The two past, past two stops he's had when he was, at, when he was at, at Lubbock, first year, I think our first three years he was 12 and 22, first, you know, three years at, at – Washington State, he was, you know, yeah, nine and thirty, or you know, so it was bad. But then, if you look at the last six, seven years, so here's the thing. Here, here's really what this boils down to: Does John Cohen have the patience, and did they have that conversation when he was hired? Hey, look, man, I'm just going to tell you right now, you're not going to like what you see for a couple years. Yep. If you can handle it, I'll be here. If you make the commitment to me, I promise you, I'll put you a winning product on the field. Mm-hmm. But if they did not have that conversation, there's thousands of people out there that are going to be emailing John Cohen saying, "Look, we, you know, went eight and five two years in a row, beat Ole Miss, and this is what we've got now. We were supposed to continue." I think Cohen has to stick with him because I think he's very attached to this hire. Because if it goes bad, Cohen uh, might be in some trouble. Uh, you know, it has, this has to work. First, it's not his first big hire. But it's the it's the hire. The it's football the f- coach is the hire. His first big hire was Moorhead, right? Well, well, the baseball coach. Well, you, you, yeah, I mean, well, it was it was Canizero, and then it was who? He didn't hire Howland, did he? He was no. Yes, he did. He did. He okay, did well, that, that was a big hire. It was right there. after Strickland left. But see, here's the thing: basketball is no longer. I don't want to say a big deal, but it's no longer the deal. Well, when I was in college, it was the deal. With all the players y'all just had, it should have been a big deal. Talk Moving about on. Not past 15 years, you're going to go back to Stan's bit. Anyway. Boring. Well, y'all have three pros on that team last year. Not to mention, Lamar Peters is probably the best player in the G League right now. Yeah. I, I know, I know. But anyway, anyway yeah, I, uh, it's, it's the first major hire because it's at a crossroads. Yeah. Football has had – Unbelievable success over the past 10 years. If this goes on, you know, I think every state fan reasonable enough this year is like, okay, we can punt it. COVID, yeah, new coach, next new system. Year. But you start out one and four next year. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Yeah, I don't think it's going to last very long. But there, there's a guy out there. There's two guys out there, actually. And I want both of them. We can't go get both of them. Number one is Billy Napier. Yeah. At UL Fayette. I wanted him this time around. Not that I was upset with the Leach hire. We kind of wanted him in Oxford, too. Huh? Some people wanted him in Oxford, too. Billy Napier is a guy I wanted. Mark Hudspeth is another guy I wanted. Is he resurfacing again? Well, he went to Austin P and then he stepped down for COVID reasons. Uh, but he's a guy that he's a Louisville native. You know, I, I just there's always something to me about coming home. And at a place like Mississippi State, it works. Because – State fans love you if you're one of theirs, you know? Right. And then a third guy, this will be a little off color, but if you don't make if, – if we have to get rid of Mike Leach and you ain't made a phone call to Will Hall, 
something ain't right. Because Will Hall could be that guy for 20 years. Yep. And you want to talk about somebody who's got connections in this state. Yep. Maybe you Look get at half him. his roster. Maybe you get him. Right uh, I mean, well, if he, well, he won't be coming quick enough, but Tyke's be coming. Will Hall, they, I think they've got 20 to 30 players from Mississippi at Tulane. They right? do. And it's um, sp- specifically because of Will Hall. I have been I have been good with the Jeff Levy hire as offensive yeah, coordinator on Miss. No, no doubt. If I went, before I understood that Levy might be coming, I wanted Will Hall. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And like I said, I think he's a, a football, a great football guy, a, a heck of a dude. And like I've also said, ain't nobody kicked my butt on a ba- high school basketball court like Will Hall did. And I respect that dude for that, <laughs> for sure. And uh, But anyway, man, it's been a heck of a, a, a show with you again. I always yeah. love coming to talk to you. Um, hope everybody's staying safe and staying smart. Uh, make sure you wear your mask and wash your hands and uh, be careful about who you're around. And look, go to these football games and stuff. But I'm just going to be honest. Um, a lot of protocols aren't necessarily being followed. And let's don't get complacent at the end of football season so that basketball season can't happen. A lot of folks are going virtually now. Yeah, and we're going to soccer folks that are invested in that. Yeah, too. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, guys, let's be smart. You know, just because one big, big money-making season is about over and we all feel like we just had to get through football maybe to meet some budgets and stuff. Like, as fans, let's do our part. You know what well, I mean? There's Aspect- people, you know, you're – Ingemar people of the world, mm-hmm. your basketball country folks of the world. Yeah. Their their season's about to start. And I'm going to tell you what right now. Ingemar, Mississippi uh, is the most conservative, and I'm just being honest, uh, re- Republican probably uh, pocket in the state. And I'm not speaking politics, but it just is what it is. And they're probably, a lot of those folks don't really want to wear a mask. They want to go and come and do, and they don't mind crowds. But I'm going to tell you right now, if Jonathan Ashley and Trinidad are walking that gym and say, Put a mask on so we can play. They will be mandatory. Making they'll be me making masks. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be wearing body suits to have that game. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm getting at. If Ingemar and people like that can do it, anybody can do it. It's, you know what I mean? Group so effort, wear your mask and just be safe. And when you go to this football game, you do not have to sit by people if you don't feel comfortable. Yeah. But just anyway, and when you go to these fish houses and you go eat like McKinley and I do, wear your mask until you sit down. I know you don't necessarily think it means anything. It may not to you. But it may not to you, but it does. I mean, just. Especially if you go to fish houses and, you know, Mildred, mm-hmm. who's 93, yeah. doesn't get to eat fish, but once a week yep. is over there. Be safe. Yep. And, and here's safety. the deal there might be nobody sick wherever you're at, but there might be one person carrying it. And, man, you might have that one person. And it may be you. Yeah, and it may be you. And, man, McKinley, how old is your grandmother, Sadie? 89. 89. You know what I mean? And I, I've got nobody old in my family, but, but I've got people who are maybe immunocompromised that I work with and stuff like that. And, man, heaven forbid, I just, somebody doesn't wear a mask or I don't wear my mask and just get something dumb and make somebody else sick. So just do your part until we're all safe to go. Because I'll be honest with you, I want playoff football to happen. And I want basketball to happen, and I want soccer to happen. So let's let's. And let's, importantly, for some other friends out there, I want baseball to well, happen. I, well, I think baseball is going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be. I, I think we're going to be so far along as a country and vaccinated so. and stuff that baseball is going to be okay. But man, these sports are played indoors. You can play baseball outside. You know, I think baseball has proven that it can almost be played. Yeah, we proved it. Yep, <laughs> thirty-one so, games worth so of it. So wear, wear your mask and just and don't cause a problem. Be good to the coaches. Be good to the players. Be take it easy on the referees. Because at the end of the day, um, man, just be glad we still got it. 
be glad we're still playing football. And we had a chance in the state of Mississippi Absolutely. this year because a lot of folks in the Delta, a lot of folks in Tennessee and Shelby County, they ain't There's played football. There's only 35% of public schools in America in session. Exactly. In person so, right so, now. So just be cool out there, okay? And and uh, I'm going to let McKinley wrap it up. And y'all be safe traveling this weekend. The rain's going to be bad. So yeah, y'all be cool. Sure. So, all right, wrap us up, Mac. Uh, before I, I do that, and I'm not trying to extend the podcast if something needs to be said. Please do. Not a political podcast. But I do want to encourage anybody and everybody who can to go vote on Tuesday. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm not a part of this agenda. I'm not a marketing person under any circumstance. But that's the only way your voice can be heard in this day and age. And and I can t- I don't mind saying this right now on this podcast. I don't know who I'm voting for yet, Brian. And you may not either. But don't listen to me. Don't listen to other people. Listen to your head and your heart and whoever you think that is going to make your life better, make right. people around you's life better. That's who you need to vote for. Well, I'm, I'm, I do know who I'm going to vote for. Um, I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, that's always been my business. I've never one time told anybody who I was going to vote for, who I have voted for, with the exception of this one. I'll tell you the very first one. The very first election I ever voted in, I was a senior in high school. I turned 18. We got a 100 test grade if we registered to vote for our wow. senior government class, and I voted for George W. Bush in my first election. Okay. That's the only one I'm ever going to tell you. 2000. 2000, yep. yeah. Yep. I'll tell you, that's who I voted for. Uh, with that being said, I will tell you that I have not voted along party lines in all my elections. I'm not going to tell you who I voted for. Um, but I am going to kind of tell you who to vote for this time. You go vote for who you want to vote for. Do not. That's be, what I wanted. Do you vote for who you want to vote for? Uh, Don't watch your television. Nope. Up Turn off Tuesday. your television. Cut, cut your TV and your radio yep. off until yep. Tuesday. I'm, Go vote, yep. and then you can watch it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you what, you, what the way you can kind of figure out who you should vote for. And th- this is what I did. Uh, um, think about what is actually most important to you in your life. Okay. And then we're going on a little tangent, but man, McKinley, this was very important. We should have touched on this earlier. Um, find out what's important to you. If you have. Uh, if you've got children, think about if you know where where they fit into your thought process here. You know, if you have uh, elderly parents, uh, if you uh, are, are sickly and need health care, or or something like that. If you uh, if you care about jobs staying domestic, if you are an entrepreneur and you want to make things overseas or in Mexico, like whatever aligns with your thought process, listen to what each candidate has to say on those things, and then vote with your brain. Vote. Okay, I'm gonna repeat what I just said. Vote with your brain. Got that? Don't vote on emotion. Don't go by what your dad or mom have been talking about at the, at the, at the table all these years. Uh, don't vote on the conspiracy theories you see on Facebook. Find the four to five things that will affect you the most. Find out the legit platforms by the candidates and vote based on what your brain tells you to do. I'm also going to tell you this. Stay away from the hot button issues. Just a word of the wise. Because I'm going to be honest with you. Those things probably actually don't affect you. Homosexual marriage does not affect you. Um, Things along those lines do not affect you. Uh, The initiative that's being put on the ballot here in Mississippi, I'll be honest with you, probably doesn't affect you very much. But those are hot button issues that people feel like they have to vote on. Don't. Healthcare. Vote. Yep. Education. Yep. Mm-hmm. The pandemic. 
Yep. That's the stuff you need to pay attention. No, if the initiative, if the initiative being put on the ballot, yeah, yeah, if yeah, if you think it, it could be, it could help you a lot with some. If you think it will help you, vote for it. If you think it's a bad thing, vote against it. But what I just want you to do is vote with your head, not on emotion. Absolutely. Your heart will steer you in the wrong way. My heart tells me I want to vote with the guy who I want to drink a beer with, and sometimes that's not the best person to run my country. Sometimes it is. I agree. Uh, you know, so just vote with your head. That's all I wanted to say on it, because so, so many people vote on what their buddies say or whatever. They think their vote doesn't matter. Go vote alone. Go vote yeah. alone. And and do another thing. Do not take a picture of your ballot. No. It won't count. If you take if you post a picture of your ballot and they find out the way to they it won't count. Seriously, it's a real thing. So it's voter fraud. That's what they said. Yep. So anyway, wrap us up now. Donnelly won. By the way, that's who I would vote for. Vote for Donnelly. Yeah, vote for Donnelly is a good vote. This, this guy's running for governor. <laughs> <laughs> Not the governor, Ned. Jackie's <laughs> running for governor. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, and and again, we're not a political podcast, but I felt like that was important. So it is. It's actually the most important thing we've talked about. Yeah, in like the, a year, yeah. two, three years, whatever. Maybe yeah, <laughs> four. <laughs> um, but no, folks, appreciate you listening as always. Uh, check us out Friday night. Brian's gonna call in from Oklahoma. Uh, you can check us out on uh, at ms ms nine eight scores uh, on Twitter. You can uh, listen to us. On Miss 98, that's 97.5 on your FM dial, uh, on the Miss 98 app or miss98.net. And then, of course, our podcast will be linked up through Stitcher, Fireside, Apple uh, Podcast, and Spotify. And we will have that up. You can find us on Twitter at The Happening Pod and on Instagram at Happening Pod. I'm going to make a commitment to you guys this week. We're going to post it on both social media. For sure. We're doing it. For sure. So give that a listen on the way to your games. Hopefully you enjoy it, folks. Stay classy out there. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Catch you next time.